0: Welcome to Balboot Pulp, the officially unofficial podcast for all of the Loki talk. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we're back. I think one one more time here for uh, the season finale of Loki called Glorious Purpose. Which is the
1: name of the pilot episode of Loki. Yes. Which is a nice...
0: Little, that's uh, a nice little uh, happenstance there.
1: We've arrived at the part of the series where the snake's teeth are touching its ass. Yes, this is this is this is where we're at. The Ouroboros is consuming itself. Oh, uh, how'd you? Uh, I'm curious to start since you were left cold by last episode. I don't know if my explanation of hero logic uh, got, got you any prepared, more prepared for this episode, but uh, I, I got to say I was. I I was worried for you while I was watching this episode. Uh yeah, how did I mean, you, you find right the be. the climax of Loki season 2? Maybe the series itself?
0: Yeah, in all likelihood, it feels like a very series finally kind of Like I, I
1: like I, and then like I don't think they're done with Loki, but I feel like Loki yeah. is at a nice stash point for him to be retrieved at some point in the multiversal war sure where this things version of Loki is here forever you can have the Norse yeah. god of time come off his throne and, and,
0: and, and whip some ass perhaps uh, so, so here's the thing I'm super torn on this episode because I think what they're going for they fucking nailed it It's it's like the perfect resolution to the thing that they were obviously trying to do the past couple of seasons for my sci-fi nerd brain this is very dissatisfying because none of it had a logical conclusion at all. It turns out, oh, he's just a God and he can do whatever he wants. Um, Emotionally, I think like the, the, the stuff really resonates. It's about a character who has extreme power. He's always used it for evil. Um, And he is now set to a point where he has to choose between two bad things. um, And he has to make a sacrifice. He has to lose. Again, but this time he's losing in a context that he feels good about. And I think the way they orchestrated all that coming together was pretty stellar.
1: Yeah, and when you think about it in the context of a larger history of the character, how they were unwinding the events of the first Thor movie that, you know... Loki there his brother destroyed a bridge to keep him from destroying a world and his father offers him peace and reconciliation and Loki throws himself off that broken bridge rather than submit Mm -hmm. and in this he destroys a bridge to save a world and then steps off the end and ascends to a higher plane to save his friends it's like it's extremely narratively mechanically intellectually satisfying i was really impressed when he destroyed the sacred timeline and then rebraided all the timelines with his might as an asgardian god and frost giant and his mastery of magic and now time and space and he refashioned it in the in the form of the the norse world tree igdrasil y- mm-hmm. i think is mm-hmm. how you pronounce that thing like when they Rotated that to where it looked like the World Tree again, which I think has been destroyed in in the Loki the Prime timeline. I think all those like that that shit got all destroyed in the events of Thor Ragnarok. That he's recreated it something that's uniquely kind of Asgardian, and and he's put himself like the last thing he wants is a throne, and now he's got the the throne where everything runs through it, and he. Mm-hmm. is didn't want to be alone but he will be alone forever because he loves his friends that much that shit just yeah, it just really sacrifice. plays so well but i don't know why it did not connect emotionally with me at all like i i, I wish i knew where he was going with the world tree because, like, for five minutes from the second that he got done with the last conversation with, like, He Who Remains to where he came back and was like, he's doing something. Yeah. And I was just, like, sitting there was like, what the fuck is he doing? What the fuck is he doing? And, like, I'm like, what? Like, because this is almost, I, like, okay, clearly I'm not like Jim. I will go along with some sci-fi fantasy bullshit, you know, with the comic book rules and all that. But I'm like, when he's walking up this invisible staircase wearing these Gucci slippers... I'm like, What the fuck is happening? Like we have lost. like this is like some really and I yeah. when I started realizing yeah. what they were going for and what they were did, uh that first time, I really did not like this episode. The first time I watched it, and like that was just it, and we had this kind of like short denouement, and it's like this very melancholy end. The second time, and I started noticing all of the the internal references they made to the the you know loki's character and you know to the entire series mm-hmm. and his start and and i and i felt like maybe they could have made some of those things more explicit to help people see where they're getting to before they got there but i don't know maybe they're they're trying to be clever and they want i i just like this just, just didn't emotionally yeah. connect the way last week i was like moved to tears i i felt like i should have been there with like loki you know you looking have.
0: at the problem is you don't know what's happening like you you don't know where I, you're it's going right, headed, right? I, you you need You're. it didn't here's the thing it's very emotional it's extremely emotional it extremely and intellectually emotional. looking back on it i understand that all the emotional pieces are there and connect really well but my heart was not feeling it in the scenes i'm with you it's it's because i don't know what his ultimate goal is here that he is sacrificing himself in this moment i don't feel the anguish that i should feel yeah, because I,
1: I'm just trying to figure. And like again, it works better for me in the second time. But it's just like one of those things where it's sure, like, because
0: you already know. But I when can't you don't.
1: relate to what it's like to sit on a time throne and sure. watch all of the threads yeah. of time weave. And I find my friends out of the the infinite cosmos and just watch them from time to time with tears in my eyes. Like I. Like, like to be a living eternal martyr. Like this is like almost biblical. This is like Christ mm-hmm. continually offering his body as a sacrifice before God's throne. This is Warhammer, the Emperor of Man sacrificing himself for all of eternity to to keep from the demons from eating the galaxy. This is like so archetypal and young that I just like mm-hmm. I I again I greatly admired what they did intellectually and with the character and thematically and universally. I think that's super cool, but it felt like, you know, I, I prefer last week's end where, and I, maybe I just don't want this to be for Loki. I don't want Loki to be in this end. And then the other thing sure. is like, if I'm being super honest, Loki, yeah. I'm being super honest I kind of wanted Loki and Sylvie to get together because I'm a big shipper and I just wanted to see they're cute and I wanted to see them. but like I I, uh-huh. I think that that is way off this show's radar I don't think they were ever trying to go in that direction and there's a little bit of disappointment there but Apparently. since I felt like the emotional climax of the show happened last week and the other thing is full disclosure I saw one of the biggest heart movies I've seen in my whole fucking life uh, The Holdovers with Paul Giamatti last night Yeah, this man. big this, this, this almost perfect Christmas film that completely connected to me on every level and maybe i just was that that shit was burnt out that that yeah, uh, Paul Giamatti turns
0: into idrisil and connects heavens and the earth uh in a boy and school. it's like maybe if i if i had seen this the day before because i literally
1: got done with a smile on my face podcasting with you last night and i jumped on my couch and i sat down to watch loki and almost immediately i just like i, I wasn't connecting and but but then I, I remember the time where we went to see Everything Everywhere all at once and that's like the best movie I'd ever seen for like several years and then we came home and we watched the Severance finale and that was just as amazing and like both of the... it's So it's like I don't know if I buy the theory that the holdovers drained me for... I just think that this didn't no, quite connect with me.
0: And you can do this grand scale. I mean look at Everything Everywhere all at once if, if you want to see like a grand, epic, crazy tale sure. that... The connects emotionally. That movie is amazing on on and all and kept levels. connecting,
1: kept connecting as it worked through its multiple kind of layers of ending and stuff. It's like
0: but, it's like but yeah, it's I definitely because you know the stakes, right? You know what's yeah. happening at any yeah. given moment, um, and you know why characters are doing and what they're doing. And I think like yeah, there's something about this finale that when you look back on it, it's very satisfying uh, from a like moving parts kind of perspective. But it's not super satisfying in the moment as as an emotionally connected viewer.
1: Yeah, even down to like I, the more I think about the parallels that the first Thor, the more intellectually I find it satisfying because like there's the symmetry of Thor, of Thor destroying the beer frost, the rainbow bridge so that Loki couldn't destroy the Jotunheim, the frost giant realm and doing that also stranded Thor from Jane. Mm -hmm. you know because there is no more connection to earth he's not going to be so it's like he sacrificed his relationship and i felt like in a very similar way loki severing his relationship with sylvie and Mm -hmm. being you know internally alone like there's like again god damn i those guys did their these people did their homework and they nailed it but i i can't i can't help what my (laughs) endocrine system's doing when i'm watching it and it wasn't doing nothing
0: that's the thing. I, I, it's also possible I'm just a broken human being because I see when I'm reading <laughs> around people's reactions, a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, I was weeping at this part and I'm like, great, great for you. I'm glad you it, connected it does, with it.
1: It does feel like, so I guess there's a plot line, a classic Loki plot line where he becomes the guy, he ceases becoming the god of mischief, and becomes the it's god, of, god stories, of stories, which yeah. I was not familiar with. And I felt like everyone that used the, like, oh, he finally became the god of stories did emotionally connect with it because they they but I don't know maybe they knew where this going and they were because I spent so much of this episode just confused I was frequently entertained like I thought the the Jonathan Major spaghettification montage was really funny to Beethoven's fifth I really liked that I really liked uh Tom doing
0: his like Bill Murray Groundhog Day dude centuries later right like I that just that, that caption alone delighted me I'm like yes this is what a God's experience would be what is a few centuries to me
1: but Nothing. when we got to like Jonathan Majors freezing time and starting to have these architect types and I'm like I yeah I was just lost and confused and then by the time I realized where they're going like I yeah like there was like 20 was minutes over, this episode right. where I was just like what and yeah it by the felt time like you it realized, was over so fast by the time the emotion so fast. kicks in
0: I'm like oh that's what's happening and we're on to the Danemon. I'm like oh I, I kind of yeah. wanted to know what he was doing so I could feel it with him right. but I was just still trying to figure it out till the moment he sits on that throne you know
1: yeah and like I don't know maybe this is what uh, if, you, if you don't catch the third step of the Martin reveal like
0: <laughs> yeah maybe it's I'm like a dummy out here yeah I, I could just be just down
1: super dumb and uh i feel like i let a lot of people down because i was you know the one the people saying yeah i get it again and explain it and all that kind of but like yeah this episode i find I it also it's like it,
0: right it's not like i wasn't getting it i was seeing yeah, all yeah. the pieces coming together i'm looking at it and going yes this is expertly crafted
1: but, but the layers of uh just, just just all the stuff you had to go through to get there in terms of like you know the techno babble and the make but like again like everyone has their breaking point and i felt like a lot of that was like yeah when he's just grabbing strands and making them green and i'm just like what cuz yeah, like I wasn't how is this a, to sit in it yeah like and then like i think there's a lot of on second watch i'm like you just have to understand that this is a, lo- a loki that's burnt oceans of time to hone and like he's got emergent properties of his godhood now that we didn't even know at the end of last episode he could do Mm -hmm. like we went beyond like he's like arguably beyond kang or on kang's level of and like i felt like that stuff happened really fast but also when i think back it's like well he spent centuries learning he already had like an intuitive understanding of the world and now he's got like a practical nuts and bolts like reed richard's level Mm -hmm. dr doom level under you know iron man level of understanding of these so it's like and he's had centuries to perfect it and like god knows millennia to like try and like and he's just ascended it makes perfect sense it just i i don't i don't i don't know what that what it's like to do that and i i didn't know what it's like to be that person like it's almost like i feel like he should be a lot more dr manhattan at the end Mm, yeah like just completely Uh, detached from all of this like like he has become a cosmic constant in the universe he has become time Mm-hmm. um but like i said i i could be you know if this god of stories made this there's a, that makes a lot more sense if i understood that that storyline
0: yeah um I, I just wish I was given more time to sit in it once i realized what happened you know just just be there with mm-hmm. loki feeling his emotion but really it was like okay he's climbing these stairs he's touching these things what is the these uh timelines what is he doing with these yeah is he gonna is he trying to find the one that's the yeah, sacred timeline and revive just that one for mm-hmm. them. Thinking without all the temporal same things, loom yeah. is it, what is he doing? And by the time he sits on that throne and gathers them up in a bunch and becomes, you know, a de- deific temporal loom himself, I'm like, okay, I get it. And then we're on to the next part. And I'm like, that's a big moment for this character. It's huge. And I didn't feel like we were given time to really be with that moment. Whereas, like, I. I look back to the holdovers and there is a speech at the end that Paul Giamatti gives and it lasts for a mm. minute and a half mm. and at the very beginning of that I know exactly where that speech is going and I feel like I'm right there with him through the whole speech right I wasn't with Loki yeah. on this staircase climb I was outside of it trying well, the to other figure thing is it like, out
1: none of his friends knew what he was doing either like they no, had somebody saying did. he's giving he us a chance one. but like how the fuck did you know that? Maybe I guess she she's using her Asgardian juice too to kind of like intuit it. But like, yeah, it's like I, I felt like everyone was left out of the the resolution there except for Loki. And you just kind of again, I admire it. I really do. I admire it. it and and I will On say that this watch, is yeah,
0: I bet it's amazing. I I didn't get a chance to watch. The, twice the problem this with
1: the second watch is there's a fatal flaw in this episode that makes subsequent watches uh have a a problem i don't know maybe it's just me again but like i and i will say that like i think this is clear in a way far head and shoulders above anything else disney plus has been able to do like this is the best marvel series they've ever done bar none this is their andor except for like i think andor's flaw if it had one was it started off a little slow um whereas loki it's like it's flaws like it kept on expanding the techno babble and to where it's, it's it seemed like it's it's mission was to find everyone's like comic book breaking point. And sure, the only ones that sure. survived to the end are the ones the the strong Stan Lee's strongest soldiers.
0: Yeah. Who can kind of stories, folks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who's who, who've won all the no prizes. And they 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 have a full they're like Loki sitting on the throne of Marvel continuity and holding it all together <laughs>
0: through them. Because I That's I fine. thought I was I'm that guy. Those people i'm not that guy <laughs> apparently look i'm not the guy who made it through last episode going yeah this all makes sense to me uh and feels right so this episode was just off the map for me and i just had so, to at some point say i'm yeah. turning my science brain off and i just i'm I'm going with the emotional story that they're telling and i think yeah. they told a really strong one i i am curious to see Agreed. if i watch this a second time if i am feeling the emotion the loki is feeling in in those moments
1: so, like I said, I think it's the most successful Disney Plus thing that they've ever done yeah. and is like an A minus at worst and an A plus going into the season for this, this episode for me. And also, it feels like Loki is positioned exactly where they want him to be. Like, I don't think there'll be a Loki mm-hmm. season three for a while, but like, like he it. clearly is going to play a, a like a part in this multiversal war that they got planned, uh, that they got planned and they can they can pull him out anytime they want. Yeah. Um, but he's like it's just hard to imagine without him going through some kind of God of War style depowering that he could be yeah. a plausible character, 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 like the, the, the no, reunion with variant. Thor. Like he's like, oh, he's shot past Odin. Like, yeah. who does he relate
0: yeah. to? You know? No one. He I sacrificed. think this character is done. I, I think this character just sits at the the core of the yes. universe. They're holding the timelines together, and different variants of Loki will show up.
1: Yeah, he sacrificed all of his humanity to make to pull this off. It felt like to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but like, uh, and like I said, I guess I was really hoping for a happy ending for Loki. But also, how do you give this Loki a happy ending? You know, there's... No, I
0: and I think that's one of the best things about it is yeah. he, there is no happy ending for him, right? It is no. a lose lose situation. He either him, loses all the timelines it, or he loses his own free will and autonomy, and like he makes that call to give other people hope. I, 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 it's I think very it's perfect. Cri- it's
1: it's very Christ like, yeah. That he sacrificed himself so that others can can yeah uh, att- you know
0: live and be happy. And it also feels like this was all part of the he who remains plan like he was done sitting on this throne i'm tired of this i don't want to be alone in this end of time anymore and mm. so i'm going to force loki into a situation where he has to become me Interesting. and he can take this job over you know yeah that might that might hold together actually it uh, might cause, i because i was thinking that loki to,
1: loki subverted it that like maybe he this was type of he was like from the perspective like i'll always end up here it will just be a different version of me that, you know, um, but then Loki's like, Nope, I'm actually going to you know, like I'm,
0: I'm going to destroy their loom and the sacred timeline and do, and make something better from it. But, but isn't he just a, like I said, a deific temporal loom. Isn't he just doing the same job that he who remains was doing with the loom? Well, we should probably get into the episode to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, we probably should. Uh Oh, timelines branching. We'll be right back.
1: Here's what's new and premium content for our club members.
0: No lunch this week, as I'll be traveling on vacation, but get ready for next week when we have the rare, elusive, dare I say premium lunch with Talitha and Aaron. And while you're waiting for the
1: return of the king, don't forget May is the time to switch your Patreon tiers to make sure you maintain your full benefits by June. Stop by support.ballmove.com to check your Patreon levels to see the new benefits and decide which one is right for you.
0: And finally, tickets are now on sale for Badass Fest 6. Come meet us live and in person. Watch a mystery badass film with us and then hear us record the podcast right there in front of you in a theater packed with Bald Move fans. Get your details and your tickets at baldmove.com slash live. If you
1: want more Bald Move in your life, head over to support.baldmove.com right now to find out how you can get tons of bonus audio and video content plus ad free feeds.
0: The TVA is
1: watching. Here's more Loki, or just fuck the outline and just keep doing the meta discussion.
0: But <laughs> we yeah. could. I mean, that's what people are really like wanting to hear. Right? Here. Yeah. Uh, I I will say this intro uh, surprised me. It didn't feel like it was themed, but I don't know how you would theme it uh, according to this episode because all the others felt very theme heavy.
1: Well, they re the the Marvel logo played backwards. That was the theming.
0: No, the but the music it was just like seemed like a pretty oh, generic hip hop yeah, yeah. style was, track. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But what are you gonna do for a musical theme? Um and it didn't make any more sense by the end. I was looking for it. Uh so we start off with Loki at the moment before Timely goes out to stop the loom from overloading and he asks Obi what they could have done differently. Apparently they just took too long. The radiation got too high. So that seems like a problem look he's equipped to solve. He tries over and over and over again to get timely out of the loom, but they're not fast enough. Um, And then he says, you know, this might go faster if I knew everything about physics and mechanics and engineering that Obi does. How long would that take? And they replied centuries. Let's leave it there for a second. (laughs)
1: Yeah, this is this is essentially George uh, Loki comes into the set like George Lucas and just says faster, more intense. That's what this whole sequence is. Yep. Like you just yep. it is kind of funny the way he is just uh uh who's gonna do it? You, you, you are the one that volunteers. And just puts his hands on his shoulder and steers him through all this. And mm-hmm. like I said, the spaghetti montage with him just again, again, and like, you know, Victor Timely getting spaghettified. I thought that was really funny. Um, and then when it got to the Groundhog Day, where it's like, you know, Loki's did, oh, yeah. oh, before you go out there, make sure you put duct tape on your left shoulder, <laughs> uh-huh. your right knee, and all oh, your faceplate,
0: or. Uh, don't set the thing down or roll off the platform. Don't, yeah, uh, make sure you latch his helmet, all that stuff that we get to later.
1: Yeah, That's and they're like, then this is as all in as Loki's ever been on anything. Yeah. Like, he's going to take literally centuries to learn something he probably considers boring, <laughs> mortal bullshit. Uh, because this is the only way he can goose it any faster if he jumps in and rolls up his sleeves and does the dirty work
0: himself I d- yeah Um, there are two points in this episode where I'm going to complain with my sci-fi. I have reign. a complaint myself too this is this is a huge one this is like just on the face of it ridiculous I don't know why they don't do this but why can't Loki jump back to the time where Mobius goes out Stop Stop time there, right? Like at the end of this, he could jump back to when Mobius goes out. He could go get Victor timely. He could send Victor timely out instead with his multiplier. He could shoot into the loom. everything's fine. None of this is a problem. You don't have to outpace the radiation. You just need him putting the multiplier in. That's my
1: exact same problem. It's not clear to me whether, like, was Victor timely from a, a timeline variant that doesn't exist anymore? No, he's and from like the, he can only a, jump. He's like to from the eighteen the... hundreds. Like, yeah, but but with, from which timeline? The sacred timeline or when the variants? So it's like there might I be think, a time. he's on the sacred. Timeline. I'm dude. I'm with you. I'm just uh, this is my only way to be like. Well, maybe I didn't follow what they're doing, but like, but it doesn't yeah, matter. Not...
0: They have the time doors. They can go to any branch they can go to any time in any branch and pick up anybody they want I mean that's the whole right. point of the time doors yeah
1: yeah no I I, I I, I, was trying to play devil's advocate but honestly I don't that that was a problem I had too it's like well now that he's especially when you get to the end of the episode and he's such a master of time
0: yeah and, and that's the thing I thought okay maybe I can excuse this by the, the, t- the temporal pattern that they mentioned last episode right maybe he can mm-hmm. only go to this one point in time but then later in the episode You see him going to various times. So Mm -hmm. go back to the source of this problem, which was when Mobius tried to expand it. It didn't work. Yeah, I agree. That's a huge problem with this episode with my sci-fi brain.
1: Yes, I I I agree. I don't know what I don't know what the answer is, because I will say that, like, even with the the hero can do anything as long as he's good. It does help if those powers and manifestations he has is a natural outcrop of what they already can do it's just like you know Mm -hmm. it could be like adjacent or you know the same kind as different intensities but it's weird if like the go fast guy
0: can shoot lightning bolts from his fingertips you know right you want ideally to be like Oh, I didn't think about him using the power that way.
1: Yeah, like moving so fast your molecules can vibrate through some like <laughs> sure. or like if the, the guy who can project cold can secretly also reduce heat because like I've seen Iceman save a burning building because like, oh if I just it's all really about pumping heat. It's not about ice and I can pump yeah. the heat out of this Okay, It's like, oh yeah, that's fucking cool. That makes sense, yeah. It's a new wrinkle of your of your re- toolkit. But like some of the stuff that they were happening there, it's like not only did it feel like it was completely novel uses of the power but also New the mastery that he entirely. had gotten in the previous thing should have let him come up with a better solution yes to the at the the problem at hand
0: but it's and like and this is always a problem with time travel stories like especially marvel when it they go so they so fucking tricky and they get
1: really loosey goosey in
0: Marvel, and yeah. and like
1: you know they they did the thing in game where it's just like the Hulk looks at you and says don't 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 think too hard about this, and it's like it's tough when the the entire text and subtext is about the thing they're trying to like don't think too hard about. I'm like, well, yeah, sorry, I'm A- doing and it.
0: they're they're going for two very big swings here. One is that emotional swing of how are they going to connect everything back character wise to this heightened emotion that you want to feel at the end of this and they're swinging for the fences on time travel stuff this season and those are both individually hard enough to pull off together Mm. yeah it's tough there's also
1: something I like that they're they're foreshadowing like you know Loki losing his humanity to save his friends because like as he's desperately trying to save his friends he's losing connection with them Oh, like all the easy chemistry thing it's like he's got this like very forced artificial version of it where it's like he's not like you know when owen wilson's like oh someone's coming for your job ob this like bid for camaraderie like loki does doesn't ignore it like dr manhattan would but he does like like ha 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 yeah he like completes everyone's jokes and yeah like come on back on task guys and it's like i felt that on second rewatch yeah On, on second rewatch i found that like very sad yeah that You know he's trying so desperately to save his friends, and these are his last moments. He's spending centuries with these people, but he's not enjoying it,
0: and it's like made the sacrifice that much more acute. This is like when they tell Mobius uh, when he tells Mobius, like we can bring you back to this time; it'll be like you never left. Right? That's Uh, what's going on in his mind. Once I, once I solve this problem, we can get back to being the friends that we have been. But for now, I need them to just be tools that I use to solve the problem. Yeah, and then yeah he'll have spent all that time and by the end of it he's not going back to his friends so yeah Uh, we're gonna go centuries later now Uh, he's learned everything he needs to know to get the loom fixed and he sends timely back out and timely struggles down the gangway and eventually launches the multiplier it looks like it's gonna work it stabilizes the timelines unfortunately the loom starts overloading again uh hypothetically according to them because there are an infinite number of branches and it's scaling infinitely meaning they could never have stopped it from overloading this is another problem i have so most yeah, thank of my problems you. are from okay loading.
1: we're 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 back we're back we're back synced cuz i think i got the same problem you've got what is it
0: well okay it's probably twofold here a i think someone who has a intimate understanding of mechanics and engineering and especially physics if this is actually a problem should have understood that it was a problem before and, and realized that they couldn't actually fix this loom if that was always the case yeah right you're not a master of physics unless you understand the nature of infinity <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. uh yeah. and and b the loom worked at some point did it not the TVA yeah, pruned. There is a way to contain this "quote unquote" infinite scaling you just problem have to because people. they were you, doing you, it.
1: Well, it's the infinite scalings you prune, so you don't have infinite. You never let the branches grow into infinity. You, you keep them finite. But that's well, then you go back to that killing, system, like it was working. That kills
0: trillions. That kills trillions of people. Sure, but if Loki's goal is to maintain something, maintain that sacred timeline at least. If that's not better than nothing, then you go back to that system. But Sylvie wouldn't go along with it, so he would lose one of his friends. Because Syl- Sylvie sees this as But at the end, he's okay. At the end, he's he comes to Sylvie and he's like, "Well, what's better? What's what's worse? He, having a sacred timeline or having nothing? He's he's well, resigned he, himself to that. So why didn't he go back and just reestablish the TV? Because end? he didn't. He didn't
1: say that. What he actually said at the end is like, "I have to replace it. Why destroy everything? Well, that's at the I'm very to Replace end. it with something. That's
0: after she's convinced him." That that's not the way to go. But he his heart was set when he goes to her in the first place. Yeah, he tries to. His he heart tries, was set but like on just maintaining the one timeline. But then she said before him a dile-
1: dilemma, like, okay, fine, but you'll have to kill me because mm-hmm. there's nothing you can say to the past version of me. Like even now in the future, where I see the wisdom of what you're saying, I'm still telling you there's nothing you can tell that Sylvie. That's going to not have her kill he who remains. So you're going to have to kill her, and I'm not, give, and I'm not giving you my blessing because from my perspective, sure, sure. I'd rather fight and die in a war that I can't win and then be dead, than to keep living in this garish system of uh, f- of no free will and slavery. So
0: what you're saying is, at the beginning of that scene, that was his plan. He was just going to kill yes, her and let he the wanted, one timeline he, exist, and then she convinced well, him. Well, I think in he wanted to stop. Moment.
1: He was never going to kill her, but he wanted to find a way to stop her, and that was like the other Groundhog sequence of them fighting. He could
0: never. He, I know. He he refused to kill so, her, but then there was a discussion with He Who Remains that I thought so this had is getting, changed his mind and and showed him how inevitable all this was. All right. I feel like we've aired your problems uh,
1: adequately. Yeah, yeah, what's yours? Um, here's another one on top of this. It used to be on this show that Sylvie and Loki had a partnership, and like a mm-hmm. yin and yang, and like, you know, two broken halves of the same individual thing going on, and they collaborated to work together. I didn't like Town to stretch where it just became the Loki show. Like, Sylvie just wasn't as good as Loki. Sylvie wasn't able to keep up with Loki. Sylvie... Wasn't able to understand the things Loki did, and she didn't have the mastery that he did. And it's like it wasn't clear to me why they couldn't make this more of a partnership. But except for they, they wanted Tom around. on the throne at the end to be alone. Sure. But it's sure. like yeah. that felt very writerly to me. And it felt like the 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 huge dynamic that worked in the first season of the show, which is the relationship between Loki and Sylvie, that all got shelved to just make Loki sit on the become the time god. And I get it. Again, I admire it, but like that's one of the reasons it didn't it didn't really connect with me is because I was expecting, you know, once we got Sylvie back, she was going to become bigger and bigger, and it was going to be a true partnership. And it just wasn't. It was the Loki show, which it is his name on the title,
0: so yeah, yeah. And and she does give him the final piece of the puzzle that tells him what he needs to do. So there's like a little bit of a one Loki helping another Loki there. But I, yeah. I feel yeah, it's she felt very minor in the overall plot this season yeah but i
1: also like the idea that like loki couldn't stop her that killing her but that's the other thing is um Mm -hmm. that also just i don't know i didn't i I I don't know if i like the idea of like sylvie fundamentally being weaker than loki because like that's like the thing is like well i could kill you at any time and i could stop you could you how
0: you know well he's a time god now so he could just freeze time and yeah kill he's her. just like way but more like, powerful than her before that saying. yeah i don't know yeah
1: but th- yeah but like, what he can't do is he can't change her mind he can't take her yeah. free will out and that's what he's going to need to you know either kill her or take her free will and he's not willing to do either of those things
0: nope which turns out is probably good because he preserves free will for everybody else i don't know I will say that
1: (laughs) on multiple rewatches, this entire portion of the episode becomes very tedious because it's like watching Groundhog Day multiple times in a row, which I've done. Uh, It's, it's, it's it's like, Uh, yeah, you're just, you're already retreading through scenes that we've already seen and you're doing them faster and more intense. But the fact that like all of the first like 20 minutes of this episode, the first third of this episode is a literal waste of time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Watching that with that knowledge is a little rough, you know. Like, maybe if you sat this on a shelf and watched it a year from now, you wouldn't realize that. But, like, watching it and 24 hours later, watching it again and be like, okay, what I, I was like, oh my god, these first 20 minutes is just uh, is just uh, something I want to fast forward through.
0: <laughs> That's not yeah. Good. And even the 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 small, I, I think the jokes in this are much smaller, uh, much more like, huh kind of jokes as opposed to laugh out loud jokes in previous episodes i agree even those jokes are tied to the fact that he's speed running this whole yes fix and and on second watch i can imagine that being very yeah like everybody like what's loki
1: doing this loki's acting weird
0: and whereas before like it was entertaining just watching obi and i could go back and watch him a dozen times and it'd probably be hilarious every time
1: and there was a couple things like i really like i thought uh i really got a kick out of victor timely exclaiming pumpkins when he <laughs> won i thought it was fucking hilarious and then Jesus. i really thought that uh, tom did good work where you know loki like closed his eyes like with tears in his eyes like finally like that that line landed because i was like mm-hmm. okay yes yes he's spent perhaps thousands of years of his immortal life yeah, doing this extremely frustrating detail on Loki thing uh, because he loves his friends that much.
0: Yeah, that the, those moments definitely connected. Have this whole mm-hmm. sequence really made me feel I, I don't know, because what is a few centuries to a God? It's nothing. It's like a blink for me. Right. Mm-hmm. It's less than a blink. If If you have an infinite life, then it is infinitesimal a few centuries in your yeah. life so like yeah. what does it matter to him why, why does a few centuries matter but I felt it as a human being watching this going wow he spent centuries doing this over and over and over and learning everything he needed to know that was a huge undertaking and I felt his frustration and I felt his joy when it finally went into the the loom Yeah, and then his yeah. devastation when it turns out oh that actually didn't work at all
1: yeah, totally while, while loki there was, was still relatably
0: human i was connecting with him yeah yeah there was nothing we could do all along um and you would also think that obi being a master of physics would understand the infinite nature of this problem but eh whatever turn my turn my science brain off let's just go with yeah. the emo brain and let's do the rest they're of this going episode. real
1: fast man they're building models true they're 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 just so you know they they, they they wanted to make that loom bigger and they did but they never thought they can't make it infinitely big
0: yeah but couldn't you just make it eh,
1: yeah all right but that's, so a, Loki, but that's the problem is and then the loom is specifically designed not to do that thing yes like it's mm-hmm. designed to and that's we'll like that, that victory yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah for sure uh, Loki goes back to the moment at the end of time before Sylvie kills he who remains and tells her to stop because it all ends if she kills him. But she won't stop. So they fight a whole bunch. And she succeeds in killing. He remains over and over and over again. And Loki's like, this, why aren't you fighting back? What, did you want to say something? I just said, I really like this. This
1: is what I called the see you soon montage. Where I thought okay. that was pretty increasingly creepy and in effective.
0: Jonathan Majors and see you soon every time he died. Yeah, like, I love like, all the reveals. In this yeah. scene, where you know, after the fighting stops, and he's like, Why won't you fight back here? Um, He pauses Sylvie, he pauses time on her, and then disappears her so that they could talk alone. And he tells, he talks frankly about the time slipping with Loki, revealing that it was all part of his plan all along. And he explains to Loki that the temporal loom is actually a failsafe that when it overloads, it deletes everything except the sacred timeline. And Loki decides, I need to break the loom and thereby, I guess, allowing the war that destroys all the timelines and hoping that he can do something to to stop that, I guess. I think that tracks, that he is going to keep
1: a watch on the timeline to make sure, like, injustice is not high for some, some reason. Uh-huh. And he- then the TVA's new purpose is constantly looking after and neutralizing Kang variants.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that thing at the end where now they're yeah. not pruning timelines. They're just making sure that he who remains doesn't get out of hand and go start yeah. a multiversal war. Yeah,
1: and That's now cool. the the problem with that is it's like one of those things where it's like, um, well, they didn't just say this on the wire, like the, the, the advantage that cops have over the criminals is like the cops can make mistakes and screw up all the time. And it's, you know, next day they can... You know, just try again to to catch you. But the crook can only screw up once, and sure. then they're done. Yeah, I feel like that's what the TVA is like.
0: They're you the only need in that one.
1: Yeah, you you have to do your job perfectly every day. Kang only has to get
0: lucky once. Here's the thing about that too. They still have the same damn scaling problem. Like now it's just a manpower thing instead of a temporal loom thing, right? Like you cannot. There are an infinite number of timelines spinning off at an infinite yeah, rate. no. How it's... do you have the manpower to infinitely prune all or infinitely watch all of the Victor timelies, All that he remains. They're definitely
1: going with the layman's understanding of infinity, where it's like infinity's infinity. Goddammit! If you have, God, t- if, you have <laughs> if you have two finite numbers and you keep multiplying them, eventually you'll
0: get infinity. And and if no. you
1: divide infinity in half, then you broke it into two manageable. That's not how infinity works.
0: Two halves of infinity are just two infinities. I'm sorry to tell you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, and you can't like have a finite numbers that you add up to get infinity. But I feel like Marvel's like, as long as we keep nipping it in the bud, they won't become infinity. But that's I love the idea.
0: But I had turned my my infinity brain off to to swallow it. Yeah, yeah. But
1: that's yeah. It's another one. It's like where it's like okay, woof. This is. This is uh, th- this is just not what these words mean. But again, I don't know why I rolled with it
0: last week and I didn't roll it. Well, this it's week. because they they use that as a concept to say we can't fix this problem. And then they yeah. roll that back and use the same term to describe something that's exactly the same. But they can't like it. so
1: either Loki is purging timelines through the world tree. Sure. Or somehow the TVA with finite resources is managing an infinite
0: problem. Maybe it's both. I don't know. He's attacking it at one end, they're attacking it at the other. He's just but he just purges the bad timelines. Sure. Yeah. Those people are all bad. Everybody in that timeline was rotten. Let's get rid of that one. I mean, in an infinite
1: universe, there there's would probably be there's probably a timeline where everyone's a shitter. Every nope. like any objective outside nope, observer would be, observer would be of of like those. Yeah. Yeah, there's an infinite number of shitter things uh-huh. that have to be purged. No, it's 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 literally immoral to allow them to continue,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, like, all of that is band-aided over by just saying, well, Loki's a god, right? He's outside of time. He has god-like... He, he doesn't even have god-like powers. He is a god, so... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just stopped thinking about it in that respect at some point. Um, But, yeah, the... I, I, I was curious about He Who Remains plan. This is where I really started thinking about it. Okay, when he decided uh, or when he said in season one like this is the point beyond which I can't see Mm -hmm. is that because his particular variant wasn't going to survive this and he knew that he had a plan in place to set himself back up to be the new variant Um, and Loki was a part of that right it was always part of it or was this a plan for him to get out of the position he's in once and for all and have Loki take it over
1: it's very hard for me because i also they have a chicken and egg problem here where it's like when did the he who remains throw the timeline into the loom because that's like I, I don't i don't know what the universe looked like before that happened but right. post the loom it seems like his plan is yes if anything happens to me or my tva they'll have the they'll they'll have like if unless you unless you continue purging something under some like you have to purge something you don't have to purge the other kang timelines but if you don't you're gonna have a multiversal war destroy everything number one number two if you do if, if if you stop purging then the loom will explode and constrict things down to the sacred timeline which makes him inevitable because this kang is from the sacred timeline yeah. So like I think it is. It's a little bit of like the the matrix. It's a little bit of Agent Smith. It's a little bit inevitable. You know, and Loki is Neo it's saying, No, I'm going to blow the shit up and then Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be you at the end of time with the sake of time. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be, you know, Odin at the foot of the world tree, you know. Sure. Like I said, yeah. it, it, it he, kind of it, it works. Better. Yeah. I feel like it's one no, of those optical illusions where if I set it down and look this side and that side, it, everything looks super solid. But when I'm walking from the one viewpoint to the other, I can see that, like, oh, this is where. But I, like I said, I, I can't I can't fully explain my lack of emotional connection to this material, especially since sure. so many others did, like, you know, connect with it in that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Uh, let's go to the next part of this where Loki is transported back to his initial interview with Mobius. Uh, who's trying to figure out what makes Loki tick. And Loki asks Mobius, how do you choose who lives and dies? And of course, Mobius says, oh, well, we abide by the proper flow of time that the timekeepers determine, and then tells Loki a story about the consequences of hesitating even for a moment to kind of stick to their purpose. And he tells Loki, there's no comfort in anything. You just choose your burden. Um this is this is super interesting because I think this connects back to what you were saying just a moment ago in the last scene. Uh, he who remains kind of at the end of this becomes that boy that needed to be pruned, right? Um, yeah, okay, you don't need to prune entire timelines. That would be the scenario here that he describes of not pruning the boy and 5,000 people die. Or like it gets out of hand and now we have we lose a bunch of agents and have to prune him anyway that would be pruning entire timelines but they're going in and they're precisely pruning the boy the he who remains of the situation they're not even pruning him they're just not giving him the TVA guidebook oh they would prune him if he got out of hand but yeah so far they're trying to suppress but that's not free but I don't know that's where it's like this is the ultimate bootstrap paradox
1: in what in what way you're listening to Loki with Bald Move we'll
0: be right back Woo! Prune the last commercial from the timeline. We're back with more Loki.
1: It seems like unless you give Victor Timely when he's eight years old this handbook, then Kang doesn't arrive. And, and if, none but of if Kang, this ever happens, yeah. If Kang didn't do that himself, set that in motion... Right. Then what the fuck did?
0: Yeah. I mean, this is something they've been playing with all season, right? Like, Victor Timely yeah. inspiring Obi who inspired Victor timely. Yeah. It's all like
1: this would have worked a lot better if they had implied that no one had the knowledge of Loki's sacrifice. If he literally started a new timeline where like this Loki never existed because he's outside of time Mm -hmm. and Kang never existed because he never got like, like we fundamentally went back and we broke the paradox. But it's like, it's weird that they're like aware of Loki and aware of Kang who should have never existed because loki remade the universe
0: Wouldn't
1: like i said it's like that's what i'm saying it's like
0: 15 years of marvel stuff entirely <laughs> would that dude, be like the, well that's oh another... you don't need to know any of that just go watch loki season one and well, two. we have a feedback it's where that right where there. someone
1: started asking like so when they were when they're navigating the multiverse in Spider-Man and Avengers, what are they doing? Are they going back and forth on the sacred timeline? Are they because that's not what it seemed like they were doing, but that's what I'm saying. Like Marvel, it was this was all cute when Marvel was like winking at the camera and being like, Oh, this is Marvel time travel. Don't think too hard about it. But it's like you've got a fucking multiverse
0: now, man. Now you're building things on it. Yeah. That you needs have to have to, a foundation. <laughs>
1: I think it's a fair question to be like, where did this Loki come from? And yeah, so I don't know, but uh, it's,
0: I mean, this is the constant problem with comic books, right? You have to continually come up with new stories and bigger stories and you got to go in there and, and delight people and surprise people. And by doing that, you create this spider web of stuff that you have to remember right. and address in every new thing you do. Yeah, and sometimes it's just not possible, and sometimes you know they, they reboot it. Like I think you're saying here, a complete reboot of the Marvel universe is probably what yeah. needed to happen here. It might have happened literally, but like they're it but they're not going to they're not going to. I don't think they won't play it like go that.
1: through the logical. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, the next Thor follow- movie is going to have all the context from the previous Thor movies. It's not like it's not like that's not going to happen. But I guess he could create a timeline where all that stuff did happen, right? As yeah. his new.
1: And, and I frequently wished it's just she was not in
0: it and the other thing
1: is like I also frequently wish or I haven't frequently wished I, I wish today that we had more time to think about this because like we sure. don't have screeners we I watched this for the first time last night and I watched it again this morning and I have to kind of go I, I wish I had a couple more days to kind of think about it because I could see maybe my talking myself into this or like reading some you know reddit posts where people are like have these novel solutions to the bootstrapping and uh, but I just don't you know
0: like and with the type of storytelling they're doing, I don't. I, I'm not here saying this is bad. I think this oh, is just neither. the type of story they're doing, and it's done really well for what they're doing. I just like yeah. exploring the the wrinkles. I just wish I got a little in the new story. I just wish I got a little teary eyed during any of this stuff.
1: I, I wish I'd connected just a little bit to where Loki's at at the end. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I feel you. Um, so yeah, after this story that he tells loki Loki kind of gets an idea he shakes mobius hands all the timelines are destroyed again and he goes back to sylvie in obi's shop um and explains that he has to kill her to stop the destruction of everything and she says you know what sometimes it's okay to destroy something and then he kind of finishes her sentence here as long as there as long as you can replace it with something better i guess I don't know that that's her sentiment, but it's kind of the thing that he's adding to her sentiment. Is. Because he's I, I, un- still unwilling to go along with the idea she has. Cause here's the other thing is like I just can't get I I'm
1: maybe I'm not hard enough, but I'm not the guy who is going to fight to the death on a hopeless cause. If I'm convinced the cause is is, is hopeless, then I'm gonna try to stop fighting and try to continue living to get to the next time you can fight. Like mm, yeah. Sylvie's whole thesis that well, we can't get her away now, so everything has to die and that's better. death is its like I mean man. we have a phrase for this it's live to fight another day yeah and and sometimes you gotta like I, I don't know, and I know that there's like you know you you could probably press me and that 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 philosophy wouldn't hold up on every situation, but it's just like I just thought it was interesting that she's like. Have you taken a straw poll for all the multiverse to see if
0: everybody else is, like, on board with, like, we should die instead of having free will? Well, she's a damaged Loki. I mean, she talks about it in this scene, how she grew up in apocalypses. Like, her life has been hell. I can understand why she wouldn't want to continue living it. Uh, And
1: sometimes people do do wild stuff. Like, that was one of the, like, issues I had in a three-body problem. Like, one character just did something so particularly heinous. That it's like, God damn, you know, and like her Mm -hmm. condemning the entire multiverse to death just because from her point of view, because that's the other thing is like, it's my understanding that we actually do live in her hell, that none of us do have free will and we're all kind of on these predetermined tracks and potentially sure, you know, so what we should all just die. We should all just like jump into an antimatter beam or something. I don't know. Uh, I just like, yeah, Yeah. I kind of like. I'm glad Loki had because I yeah like if you you shouldn't tear things down unless you have a plan to replace it with something better or if the thing oh, yeah, wasn't needed. But yeah, I'm glad Loki had a better better of a lo- but but you're right. I guess she is a particularly traumatized Loki too. So maybe she, oh yeah, I'm I think that's why that it works on a character up. level. You know yeah, very nihilist.
0: Yeah, it's just one of the many intricate pieces of this episode that I think works very well. Mm-hmm. Um then loki goes back to the moment before the destruction of the loom and he goes out into the radiation and ends up destroying the loom and then all the branches start dying off and loki opens a portal and goes through it i we're really like blitzing through this episode
1: but well i mean there isn't a lot of it's a lot of visuals it's a lot and, of the same and yeah very epic and and playing the loki theme for all you you it's worth um i did this is where the real heavy uh parallels to the first thor movie come where you know mm, yeah like even where he says um you know I, I know what kind of god i want to be for you for for all of us that echoes what he said to odin that like i can do this father i can destroy the Jotunheim for for you for all of us like all of that this time it's like it's. Like I said I really, really admired the tight parallel storytelling that they did for like what I consider a pretty throwaway early addition to the Marvel canon. You know, yeah. Like Thor One is not my favorite Marvel film, uh, but like I it it it, it like I said mechanically, intellectually, extremely mm-hmm. satisfying
0: absolutely man I, I couldn't think of a better fate
1: for this character and even like i i also thinking like well this is what i wanted to do three episodes ago he's an asgardian god just wait out in there in that radiation and manipulate time and right. space and he fucking did it like and it was like yeah he, and and i don't think he could have done it three episodes
0: ago no. but now I mean, he's able to control time i think he gets hit with that time stuff and it starts not knowing how to control it he would just bleed away like everybody else yeah yeah but yeah, now he's got he's leveled up, uh, and I think like a lot of the stuff we've talked about in terms of structurally what they're doing, thematically what they're doing, come to fruition here because you get a shot of one of the fundamental uh, piece, things about the universe, right? The 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 nature of the universe itself represented in this Idrisil uh, time tree thing, where he's gathered up all the branches. And he's created himself. He's turned himself into a deific uh, temporal loom. We've been talking about that, you know, how they represent those fundamental pieces of the universe. Mm. Here you get to see it. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Like the
1: when they, but that's the thing. Is like I didn't, I didn't know I was doing until they literally rotated the tree into frame, and it it had roots and. But but it was gorgeous. It was extremely extremely beautiful but it's like i'm trying to think if there's any other instance like where i've gone that far before i didn't i did I had no idea what the hero is doing it's like imagine if like neo's chasing a phone call in the matrix and he had no idea what he's trying to do because they'd never they'd never introduced the idea of you getting out of the matrix through a phone call before mm-hmm. and like what the fuck is happening and then he's got shot and he says no and all I felt like that, where it's like instead of me being like, "Oh, of course, this is what he's doing," and I got it. I but I don't know how do you how do you tease like him making idrisel out of the loom? I I don't know, and it's like that's like one of the things, Like I hate to say that it's it's done bad if I couldn't think of a way to do it better. But I just felt like, like I said I, that that first time. I was just like really like frowny face, lost. What the fuck was happening? And then when I'm like, oh, the world tree, oh. That, that that's the reaction I think they're more like oh my god of course the world tree and I don't
0: know yeah my only real complaint is they don't give you time after you register what he's doing here to really well, live with it you're just yeah, out of it again
1: they turn the lights on the theater until you get the fuck out pick up your milk <laughs> right, box and right. get out of here
0: Yeah, it's really... once I realized what was happening I was like this is fucking powerful this is a huge moment yeah. for not just this character but the entire universe and I I really appreciate it but we were on to the denouement after that we were on to the after
1: and even the real like when you get the picture of Tom like looking at all Tom and time Tom and space time at and space end. and he's yeah. got like even then it's like what is he thinking in that moment because he's no longer what I would consider a human being or it has any kind of humanity and he's like satisfied and happy but sad and it's one of those things, where, but but like honestly, it's a, some kind of an unami flavor that only a uh, chrono god can can can
0: know and feel. And I just, yeah. I, I think, I think the wrong, yeah, I, I think the, so uh, hmm, it's tough. I think they're in a tough spot here because I want that last scene, that last shot of him sitting there with a yeah. the tear coming down his face, mm-hmm. to be connected to this part of the episode. Mm-hmm. I want him to go up there sit down and I want the camera to push in on him and I want to watch that tear well up and come Mm -hmm. down his cheek all in that one scene because I'm just figuring out what's happening but they also want to leave you on a very final note for this character at the end of this episode and I feel like they lose that if they don't give you one last shot of him it's kind of the only thing they could go out on with this episode
1: yeah I agree it's it's that's what feels dissatisfying as we got to a spot where I don't think they could have done it better and it was done really well. I just kind of, it left me a little cold and I was so connected to the material up until that point. It was a little jarring for me, but yeah, I mean, like I, guess I, my timeline is already full of people that I can see completely got this and loved it the way I did last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, like that's where it's like I, I feel. That's why I always feel kinship with Jim. It's like I I know that I got the same breaking points. They're just a couple of a couple of meters <laughs> beyond where he breaks, you know, on these different yeah, things. Yeah, I so. broke in
0: episode five. He broke in episode. I six. broke in the middle of this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about the after, I guess. Um,
1: and I also the- I just wish I knew what he was doing. Like, and I, I know it's like he's doing unfathomable god stuff, but I felt like I could explain. Up through like halfway through, but like when he's just like seeing these times and he's grabbing this one and grabbing that one and charging it with green stuff, and then he's like, then then the staircase appear out of nowhere, and it's like, was this is this like a Asgardian socket? Is this like a a play- And it's it's also like the fact that it was recognizably the end of time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like a primordial end of time. Like it wasn't like an Asgardian. Like this is a vacant post. It's been uh, vacant since Odin uh, the disappeared it is this a weird like i know i just it just i don't know i i yeah i just wish i knew what he was doing like when he's grabbing a line and charging it with green magic what is he doing and when he gets to the top of the staircase and he just kind of like shakes out the timeline like it's a rug and it turns like I, i yeah i just i don't know what he's doing yeah
0: now is now is not the time for mystery now is the time to play with all cards face up um and it's taken him a lot
1: of like i do they're doing the things i like where it's like he's yelling and moaning and groaning because it's clearly costing him a a, a great deal in terms of energy and an effort and all that kind of stuff but i just i just yeah i don't i know what the hell he's doing
0: i like how it it feels on this walk that as as, you know his clothes are ripped off by the time radiation the temporal radiation and he gradually turns into loki the god um is, I like how it becomes easier for him with every step he takes. Yeah, because he's he's becoming, right? hmm mm-hmm. Is it a problem that Tom
1: Hiddleston as civilian Loki looks infinitely cooler than Tom Hiddleston
0: <laughs> as ascended god Loki? His crown is so stupid. I hate it. I there, Look, there are a lot of things that I hate the visual I've design seen, of and, in Marvel. But it's like it's Everything. one of the sillier ones
1: he looks like El- he looks like legolas in pajamas with a yeah. weird horn helmet and like i because i've never really minded the horn helmet i like that kind of like really stylized. The boots, god damn it man the slippers are not working for me those slippers <laughs> no. gotta go though though the the you're not you're, there's there's there those aren't standing up to temporal radiation come on
0: yeah look you didn't you, put hugh jackman in the spandex you don't have to put loki in yeah his comic book garb
1: I was looking for Loki to be a lot like I ascended Loki to be like awe inspiring. Mm-hmm. And like I said he looked like he was wearing pajamas, like elf elfin pajamas. And Maybe everything that you...
0: is happening around him is so awe inspiring. Yeah. By contrast it looks even sillier. But whatever, it, the, boy that's a minor complaint. It is. It everything is. Everything else in the scene is pretty awesome. Yeah, again, I cannot say enough about the
1: it's almost worth surprising me with what the fuck they're doing to actually reveal the world tree because it, it's whew, just, let's see your background. It's, just, it's gorgeous. It's so
0: cool. They just wholesale lifted uh, Stranger Things portal design, didn't they? They just turned it green. I feel like they just took a screenshot of the Upside Down portal and <laughs> yeah. made it green. Yeah. But then again, like what,
1: yeah, like how? what, what did he do? He ripped a dimension to the end of time?
0: from the yeah, it could look like anything don't have to rip off upside down come on you're so creative with what a a time branch disintegrating looks like show me something I haven't seen before for the portal would any of this stuff be happening if they hadn't rebooted
1: God of War to a Celtic religion seven years ago because that's the other thing I wondered about you think so (laughs)
0: yeah
1: yeah definitely there's definitely those in I mean I mean it's Thor and Loki right Sure, it's common. Sure. Like they, the Marvel is, you know, they've always had the screaming goats and stuff in the lore for a long time. So I, I'm sure they had Idrisil there at some point and uh, mm-hmm. the beer frost and all that. But 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, just when do you roll those out? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's appropriately epic though. It sure is. It's a is. pretty goddamn good way to go out for this series I gotta say. Uh Yeah, let's talk about the after. We're back at the TVA in the... In this, I don't know what timeline to call this. It's like it's like the sacred timeline. Everything we know from the sacred timeline has happened here, but I don't think we would call this the sacred timeline. You can't because it's not the it's yeah.
1: the sacred timelines, the infinite the the finite curve of the infinite sacred timeline. <laughs> so, so we're on the timeline. We're on. We're we're seeing yeah. the
0: timeline they're showing
1: us. All the timelines. And the TVA is outside of time. So I I, I think the TVA still True. works regardless. True.
0: Uh, but yeah, where B15 is running things and miss minutes has been rebooted, all that stuff has happened.'re they're, they're keeping an eye now on the he who remains variants, making sure he doesn't get out of control. Mobius apparently requested his own variant case file and tells B15 that he's leaving. Now this is this is interesting to me. Isn't that Mobius the one who was pulled from his timeline by Loki? And remembers his life before? I don't think so. Then which movie is Because Tom
1: this? jumped, or not uh, Tom, Loki jumped previous to him go scattering the multiverse for these variants, then collecting them like the Avengers.
0: But didn't all the Miss Minutes reboot happen? No, I guess it happened
1: before that. Yeah, it did. So like I think I think that works. And there's also this clever like okay. the, the the case file she's showing about the Kang variant is essentially the events of Ant Man. And six one six, that's Marvel's like prime timeline. Like everything happens in on Earth six one six. Like this is clearly uh-huh. referencing the Ant Man the Wasp three. Um which everyone acts like is a shitty movie. I don't understand why. I thought that movie was as roughly good as it's every monoc- other kind of like
0: because modok
1: sucks but i don't know because <laughs> i hate modok i like that funny stuff i loved in the Jesus, last where they had that. the screaming goats man the screaming goats killed me every single
0: time that was funny too uh, yeah I, I thought that was funny so it's the like, yeah stuff sometimes when they him. just like
1: nakedly put some of the weirdest shit on a uh, weird weirder shit of the marvel canon out there and it's like they're they're they could not have done that back in like 2008 but now they
0: can but mm-hmm. i don't know maybe maybe you're right maybe modok is what's killing them I don't know. Look, there's a lot of stuff I don't like about it. Modox one. Um, also, the TVA didn't do shit about this Kang variant. Scott did.
1: So it's like they're taking credit for like, oh yeah, just I may, maybe Owen Wilson's is in the background, do, do, do you know, tying his shoelaces together or something. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. But like
1: the TVA is taking credit
0: for Avenger shit here. Don't like it. Um, so yeah, B-15, he, he tells B-15 he's leaving and she says, well, you're welcome back anytime you you want to come back. Um, and I guess, yeah, if he who remains gets out of control, they'll probably just prune him. I assume that's why they're keeping tabs on him. I don't think they would just like let a dangerous he who remains continue to live.
1: Yeah, it's hard for me to understand that Sylvie would be cool with a TVA that's sole purpose is finding all the Victor Timelys when they're nine years old and making sure that they don't get a comprehensive math and science education. Well, fuck <laughs> Sylvie. It, this
0: is bad Yeah, it's like this, this is, is the like a yeah. thing that they replaced it with. You know? Yeah, it's like yeah, if if we the destroyed t- the thing you didn't like and we made it better, but still not perfect
1: yeah if you had a 1950s tva that's constantly uh combing the timeline to make sure adolf hitler doesn't go to art school you know it's like yeah. maybe yeah that's you're you're definitely fucking with his free will but also you know but that but that's not what so that's not what still that's what i'm saying there's like a tension this this is like yeah. a timeline where everyone gets what they want and it's not
0: no it's not 100 percent yeah, but it's probably the closest. And that's you can that's get. the whole point of Mobius's speech, right? Like you just choose yeah. your burden. You choose here, your rather burden rather than pr- pruning trillions or yeah, an infinite number of people. Literally, uh, he's pruning potentially pruning one child. And you develop scar tissue, so Disney, yeah. and
1: so Disney can never hurt the place that they. <laughs> you know, you get calloused over those those uh, your 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 tender heart strings.
0: Yeah, maybe that was the problem. Maybe you have too much scar tissue, man. It's true. You weren't feeling can't the feel anything. Disney pulling your emotional strings. Yeah. Uh, so Obi writes a second edition of the TVA handbook, and a young Victor Timely never gets that book. And then Renslayer wakes up to find herself exiled in Alias Domain?
1: Elias? Mm-hmm. I don't
0: remember yep. how you say this. I think it's Elias. That's what they're clearly hinting at. This is not some kind of tease for Renslayer, you know coming back and fucking with the status quo the new status quo here this is saying she's completely fucked right i mean you know you
1: we know you can survive a life attack and several
0: loki's do so like god
1: you can't but like yeah like i don't i think disney's starting to learn their lesson that like oh we don't need a agatha Harkness spinoff we don't need a Renslayer Please. spinoff like if you yeah. and look and if you come up with a sick ass idea for Renslayer spinoff then then do it but don't do it just mm-hmm. because you introduced a character that has a Wikipedia or that has a Marvelpedia entry you know like they just have to stop doing that. and I think they are stop doing that
0: yeah I, I hope so I hope this is them saying Renslayer, love
1: Catherine Han it. would love to see a, a, a bitchy Agatha vamping her way through a season but like if you don't have if you got an hour and a half of ideas and six episodes to do it just don't
0: fucking do it or do a movie yeah.
1: do a movie sure. that'd be fun
0: yeah. absolutely and then we go over to Mobius who watches himself play with his kids and Sylvie shows up long enough to say she has no idea where she's going and he's just kind of he's just going to stay in this moment for a while let time pass as he says I like that Uh, yep. And then we get that final shot that we talked about already where Loki sits alone on his throne as the, I, I don't know, the, the actual timekeeper, the god of time, the dayfic uh, temporal loom, whatever you want to call it, uh, with, you know, having made uh, for him an ultimate sacrifice kind of
1: reminds me of OB at the start of this where it's like he was doing everything for everyone else and didn't have any time for, but like the other thing is like Loki could pause time anytime he wanted to and go hang out with his friends. But I don't think he does. Cause I, I also think I... that's the thing I haven't decided. Like how ha- is Loki? It, it has Loki lost his humanity. Like, is it one of those things where it's like, you know, he's got the vestiges, but like the idea that he might want, like he might have the power and ability to every once in a while, Pause time and go hang out with his friends and catch up, or okay. now that he's science can see... brain
0: disengaged because that concept is insane to me. But sure, or the idea he's that out of like
1: time. he's also gets to watch infinite varieties of his friends, but like also that means he's seen infinite varieties of his friends die. Yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah, the amount of scar sad. tissue he's developing as being this bit. So it's like, I just feel like, yeah, it's like one of those things where. Uh, it's like Frodo at the end of Lord of the Rings. He saved the Shire for everyone but himself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bittersweet ending, which is great, which is yeah, great. I, I really sacrifices. wish I, I really wish the connection got made there between my heart and my head. It just didn't. But uh, gotcha. I've said that a million times in this podcast already. Anything else we want to talk about in terms of uh, the episode or do we want to get right to feedback now?
0: Uh, no, let's get to feedback.
1: Marvel at BaldMove.com is how you send us feedback on the Loki show. Uh, Jim, are we coming back next week for a Loki send off? I feel like unless we get just a ton of feedback that yeah. uh, illuminates things in a way that makes our coverage better, probably not. And we haven't gotten a ton of feedback uh, on on Loki, even though the uh, the, the stats wise it's it's been performing well. It just hasn't been a lot to say. So like I'm kind of content of letting Loki. This be the last we talk about Loki. But, you know, if we get 30 insightful emails, we might come back. Or like the other if we... thing, if, if in the next week they announce a Loki season three. Yeah, like I, I would come back to talk about that. Because that it would be bad. Like, I, I could see a Loki season three greenlit three years from now after they do whatever they want to do with Loki in the multiverse movie. Yeah, yeah. But he has to
0: be depowered. Hmm.
1: I didn't this Loki you couldn't tell a story with you told the story you can tell with this loki this loki now is is a fundamental constant of the universe you can't tell you can't make a movie about plank time you know (laughs) Um, uh marvel at baldmove.com first up zach says i want to oh i guess before since a lot of people probably turn off at this point um uh just let you know we are not shutting down because loki's going off the air far from it uh we got stuff going on all winter we're about to start coverage of fargo and true Detective. We just had a great movie, The Holdover, we covered last uh, night. We're going to be looking at the uh, Napoleon and uh, Silent Night coming up. We do stuff all year round in terms of television and film. If you'd like to follow us on our journey, uh, uh, follow us on social media as a start. Uh, All social media is at Bald Move. Of course, we're on TikTok at Baldest Move. And if you'd like to get more of what we're doing minus ads, I don't blame you ads suck support.baldmove.com is how you join the club and get ad free feeds and much more
0: hold on to your skin we'll be back after this short break you are they who remain after the commercial break welcome back to
1: Loki alright first up is Zach he says I want to add to the discussion you guys were having about Loki and Sylvie's relationship When Loki and Sylvie are at the bar and she keeps pressing him for what his real motivation is, he settles on he wanted to save his friends and find out where he belongs. I feel like they stopped shy of one more layer, which would have been the actual truth. If Sylvie kept pressing him, I fully expected his next answer would have been, You! I want you, all right? I want to be with you. When she said, We're all writing our own stories now, I wanted him to sheepishly ask, Can we write ours together? Um, I'm picking up on a lot of things Loki isn't saying, but the writers seem to want us to believe he's at least considering saying, primarily that he does still love Sylvie, and that's what's really been driving him. Uh, is there any there there? Or am I just seeing what I want? Because this show has successfully turned me into a Loki fanboy slash apologist.
0: I was gonna say we found another shipper, found another. Yeah. Uh, Silky. Um. Yeah i I was right there with another you, man. Silky. I, I was I was expecting this last episode to be a lot about that, to be him finally figuring out once and for all, both of them figuring out once and for all, they wanted each other. Nope. Nope. Doesn't seem to be what it's about at all. It's a more no, universal we just... love that Loki he has here. <laughs>
1: Yep, it's more self-love and self-acceptance and going to war with yourself over principles. The romantic angle was, I mean, I don't know if it was ever there or if it's just like you see two good-looking, charismatic people
0: and you're like, why not, right? It was there last season for sure. It's just they got off that train at some point.
1: But were they trying to like make it like a Luke and Leia thing where there's clearly love and connection they both felt, but they didn't understand the context and properly. Yeah. Once they did, it's like, oh, well, no, we don't want to fuck each other because
0: potentially, or the, their decision at the end of season one to kind of say no, these are two very different Lokis was their ultimate goal. The correct with that. One. yeah. And it seems yeah, like that's I, true after this yeah. season.
1: All all the shippers we have to retire to the internet fan fiction. Uh, slash communities, we we because there's there's no home for us here. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, Tobias says I have no idea how they pull it off, but I'm rewatching all the episodes tonight, and I'm fa- uh, fascinating lens through which to view the series. Occurred to me that's that Mobius somehow remembers. He never gives a straight answer about his life, and as a father myself, I thought if I had to play along for events to unfold properly to return to my children, I'd look and sound a lot like him. Even when he slaps Brad for telling him to wake up, it feels like a jet ski salesman who is whisked away to save the universe. And he just wants to see his boys so badly. I don't know. It just seems like it adds a bunch of hindsight weight to every line he's delivered. What do you, what do you think about Tobias's theory that like actually Mobius was aware of everything going
0: on all the time? I mean, on the face of it, it doesn't seem to be true. Um, they didn't give me anything in this final episode that was a big reveal on that. So it seems hard to true, swear, but I, I but could I, also see if you're looking around the edges that that could have been the case, maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just not the story they told.
1: Is this hard to square? that, like, if nothing else, the final moments of this where Mobius is talking to yeah. B15 and he says, I just want to see what I've been, you know, sacrificing. Well, if he knew. Like, he might be like, I need to get back to my boys. But, like, that man doesn't know what the fuck he was doing. I don't think he knew he sold jet skis and had boys, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, like, we're, you know, like, Jim almost fell fall of this fallacy that the last time we saw Mobius, he had all that foreknowledge. And we didn't track the fact that we are way, we've jumped way before the timeline where that happened. So, Mm -hmm. that never happens. Loki never goes and, goes on a jaunt with his friends across the multiverse to try to get all these variants that just doesn't happen yeah uh Amber from California says I usually listen to your podcast while driving your voices call me and help keep my road rage to a minimum I'm glad we can keep the streets of California from running red with more blood than, than they do that's nice look out that's jogger nice. oh <laughs> <laughs> to your left. Uh, funny enough, I was listening to the science fiction episode while waiting for my sweet tea in McDonald's drive-thru. As soon as you mentioned the Happy Meal Loki toy, I looked over and see this. She attached a picture. Apparently, McDonald's is running a Disney promotion where they're selling little plastic figures of different Marvel and Disney movies, and they have, like, RFID chips where you can set them on your phone and they tell a story, and the one they're featuring is Loki.
0: Wow. Okay. Isn't that like...
1: uh? Yeah, I don't know about the pedestrian, but you might want to watch that you're in a simulation, Amber. This is mm-hmm. like I d are you actually a real person or this seems very <laughs> conveniently narratively driven. I don't know. I don't know. Uh she says she can't wait for our severance coverage. Me too. Oh yeah Oh man. I hope Severance I hope Severance isn't ruined by the time it's taken off because god damn, that, that show is A number one, the bullet. The thing I was mm-hmm. most excited to watch, and I can barely remember it now. I have to rewatch the whole thing before it comes back out. Oh, yeah. Probably podcast the whole thing, too. If I am if I want to try to twist Jim's arm on that. I don't think you'll have to twist it very hard. Perfect. Even better. Lucas from Germany says, I've been wondering for some time what the relationship between the timelines from Loki and the Marvel multiverse of the mainline movies is. Are they the same thing? Are all the Loki timelines including in one universe? Or is the entire multiverse included in, included in the sacred timeline? More precisely, can the temp pads also open portals between different universes, i.e. from Tom Holland's Spider-Man to Tobey Maguire? Or the other way around, could Miss America from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness travel between timelines? Since there appears to be one sacred timeline, but lots of equivalently valid universes, I have a feeling that they are not the same, but would be interested in your points of view. Also, I did not watch the latest Ant-Man, so maybe it was explained there more clearly. Or maybe we are not supposed to think about this too deeply. I think that's the true answer. (laughs) I don't think there's any answers in Ant-Man, Quantumania. And I I, I was pondering that myself. Like, when the Hulk went back to talk to the Ancient One and tried to get the Infinity Stone and she knocked him out of his body... If we stayed on that timeline another hour, would jackbooted thugs from the TVA come and destroy that? Because my understanding is there's one timeline that's constantly trying to branch off, mm-hmm. and every mm-hmm. time it does, the TVA is there at the pruning shears.
0: Yeah, keep it on track.
1: So that's how our Loki got to this series.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The Avengers went back in the sacred timeline, fucked around with it. It caused a variant of Loki to go through a time portal and get, escape the sacred timeline, which was causing a branch and instead of purging him, they brought him on the inside to help him find the other Loki variant. Yeah. So, I I think that gives them the freedom to fuck around with other alternate timelines with the understanding that as soon as the Avengers leave with what they want, the TVA shows up behind them and blows, them up, blows it up. I think.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: But, I don't know that that actually tracks. And then when you get to the Miles Morales of all of it. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Because like how and how can you have a council of Spider-Men from all the variants of all the different multiverses and the TVA never put a kibosh on that shit?
0: Yeah, it's a damn good question.
1: How can Tobey Maguire taking place
0: after this where? Loki is doing or you know after whatever that means in this context does that take place after Loki has become the temporal loom so all of the Tom allowing
1: these no way home and all of the to, and, and all of the the
0: McGu- it, all it of that shit is can, happening in right? the Idrisil
1: timeline I could they could just say well, like yeah can't all that happens because post- of all the
0: Spider-Man in with Avengers and stuff I feel like yeah I feel like it can't yeah, no, I I he's got to get the suit from Tony Stark and all this stuff. And it's yeah, I don't. Mm. It's hard to resolve these conundrums, I think.
1: Really hard. Yeah, but there could be. I mean, there there might be a slick solution that they already have at Marvel or it could be just like just don't all think of these are on different
0: it timelines and, and none of them actually connect because Loki like there's has, a, there's. There's a, there's a bigger structure that's
1: outside of Kang in a sacred timeline where there's like a multiverse of multiverses <laughs> sure. and it's only the one multiverse. Like I, But
0: yeah, that's right. Then that's just a joke. Like, what the war, about the multiverse outside of that multiverse? Right. None of this matters because it's only in the one multiverse.
1: Yeah. Welcome to Star Trek where the warp core breaches don't matter. You know, it's like it's like it's yeah, like. You can't come up with a, a single cohesive Star Trek timeline. It's not possible. Yeah, If yeah. it ever was, like, past season one of Star Trek, the old series, it's not now.
0: No. Like, there no, are...
1: Leonard Nimoy line,
0: the Spock line, just the, destroyed the that. Best,
1: the best you can ever get is what your fellow nerds accept as, like, the mainline canon. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever debated those nerds, that's, that's a hard thing to, to nail them down on, so uh zeke is up last he says watch rewatching a show from last season i gleaned that he who remains didn't do anything but rather in a not unlike harry selden from foundation psychohistory way he who remains knows that's inevitable that there will be another variant to take his place might take a millennia an epoch or several multiversal wars but eventually it doesn't matter another kang variant will inevitably take his place The last episode's podcast, you're speculating on why he let himself be killed or let the Sacred Timeline die. Uh, Funny enough, Jim mentions it's not the what or the why, it's the who. And I think he's right. I think in the next coming movies, whether it be Deadpool or Fantastic Four or whoever, that someone is going to actually have been the cause of the Sacred Timeline ending. And this whole show will get someone who take he who remains place at the end of time. I think it did. Whether, <laughs> yeah. whether it isn't another Kang or Loki or some other entity, the person that we meet later on in MCU, I bet this show is very closely tied to the MCU in general. So you this I, I read this because you seem to have gotten all the internet
0: points. Uh except well, for No, I think the context in which I was mentioning the who was in the context of fixing the loom, right? Like it wasn't it wasn't the the what or the why or the when or how it's that he needed to go out there and do it himself. And technically, I'm right about that, but ultimately, it, it doesn't did. matter because it didn't fix anything.
1: Well, it did. It did. Like, he literally replaced instead of Kang sitting on the throne, he's sitting on the throne. Instead of a loom, he's got a tree. It, but that, like, that's a who
0: too far. That's that's not the who I was... You're right. That's a lot, that's of, what. Who that's a lot of what. That's yeah. a lot of what. That's a lot of what. Well, it's also like, oh, my my who actually did come true. He did go out there and do it, but then there was another who beyond that, which was who is the he who remains, and that? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, everything you're saying there happened this episode, right? Tem- Loki is now he who remains. He's sitting in I that need, position.
1: I need Horton in here to help me keep track. There's <laughs> too many who's I'm hearing. I hear you. Uh, I just watched. Out, I just walked out of the Marvels. Uh, Z- uh Zeke continues. Um. And I've been waiting for Marvel to tie movie release dates with show finale dates. I've read reviews for Marvel's and I understand how the film and shows have not been the best the past couple of years. But I still think the best of the best will come together. Deadpool will walk into Loki, Loki will show up to Marvel's, Galactus will make an appearance in Marvel's or Deadpool, etc. Um, as for who, I bet that some of the things happening in MCU will become the who as to why the sacred, sacred timeline ended and why the Kang variants are coming. The reason the sacred timeline is going to inevitably end is cause of what is happening. Spider-Man, Doctor Strange and Marvel's, etc. Your thoughts. Hmm. Um, So there's this one. So there's two. I, I don't know exactly what you're getting at the second thing. But the first point of like that Marvel could have something in their hands where you could literally have a show wrap up its finale the week that a movie based on that kicks off. And like ooh, Marvel's really got something there. The problem is I don't think Marvel's got that much that juice anymore. Like if they had this the thing ready to go for in game, I think you, you would have had something. But now it's like I don't think this is a misunderstanding of like a, someone that's extremely into Marvel stuff is makes about everybody else. So like most people are not watching these shows the day they release and certainly wouldn't have a movie ticket ready to go that night for like, oh, I just finished Loki, now it's time to go to my seven forty five viewing of Loki unfucks the world tree. It's like that's not how ninety-five percent of us engage. Like if you're listening to a podcast about these series, you're already in the one one tenth of the one percent that's most into this stuff. Sure. So
0: from Marvel a cool super fan experience, but yeah, not how most people
1: and I Do think it. of Marvel, like, that. that's the problem is, like, it, it, go, it, it seems to me that Marvel's best play would have been to just chill for a couple of years after Endgame. Mm-hmm. Like, take their time, get Disney Plus going with all the kids' stuff and all the family entertainment. You know, get all the Marvel movies there so people can rewatch them endlessly, get all the Star Wars stuff there. But don't go for the next phase. Don't be like, oh, I got this television network. I got to fill it full of Marvel content think about but like that's not probably that's not. thinking
0: about it as a snowball right like we want to keep this momentum if we, if yes. we stop we die but it's we, even we, simpler than that
1: every corporation that's publicly traded thinks the one thing is like here's our pie how can we make it bigger next year mm-hmm. and the fact that you just well we take the pie off the shelf for a couple of years that will never occur no. to them no Because the pie is so big and it could get bigger. That's
0: what I mean, yeah. If we've got this momentum, what if we pushed it even further? We could get bigger. We could grow our profits more.
1: So we had like this this weird aberration, the golden age of television, where things were allowed to have like their natural conclusions and like told stories and they didn't like, you know, when I was a kid, it was commonplace for shows to continue until they sucked and then they were canceled and no Mm -hmm. one really watched the last season or two. So no one really cared we're in a different territory now and like we course corrected back with all this marvel S- star wars dc crap where now it's making so much money that they're just going to keep doing it until it doesn't and they're yeah. not going to get good if we, if we don't if we if, if unless they're willing to let this these fields go fallow and recharge creatively we're guaranteed all of this is going to end badly because that's the only reason anything ever ends right yeah, you don't break up with your boyfriend because you love them so much. It's because the shit's run its course, man. It's time for it to end. It was good. It's now bad. And that's where we're going to be unless they're willing to take a step back.
0: Well, and like you said, the context for them is why would we like right. if they it's going to die, it's going to die. We're not going to take it off the shelf prematurely. We're going to milk it yeah. for all it's worth and then move on to the next thing we can milk. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Our, our film division made $17 billion last year, and we've got it budgeted to make $23 billion this year, and we've already spent seven in production. So, like, yeah, we're, I mean, yeah, there's no, there is no brakes on this train. So,
0: and there's no incentive that's what I'm saying. to stop until, until it stops making money.
1: I'm saying, like, to the, the, just telling you now, to the 20 year old diehard Marvel people that have grown up with this your whole life, I, envy the position you're in but i just need you to know that this is going to end badly for you it's the only way like unless you just watch marvel movies ever until the day you die at 75 and are satisfied with whatever they throw out like it's going to end badly for you you're going to break up with this franchise because they do stupid shit because they'll have to you know yeah because they they won't stop they won't stop where it still makes sense they can't stop Uh, anyway um that's loki that's low. We're all going to be, be let we're let all going to be picture. sitting
0: alone on our throne watching Disney Plus <laughs> until the end of time. It's the only it's the only fate we have. Let me paint a picture where the profits don't stop and the love never ends and they never kill the thing. What if instead of one property or two properties that you tried to milk for everything they're worth, you had 15 different types of properties that you didn't milk as hard? What if you milked each one a fifteenth of the way you're milking the Marvel stuff, and boy, yeah, wouldn't crop that be rotation, great? You could crop put,
1: rotation, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. What, what if you planted soybeans and then corn the next year and then back to soybeans, huh? But hear me out, Jim. What yeah. if we
1: bought 15 fields and we grew them all at once? <laughs> can you imagine the money <gasps> the we'd make?
0: Profits. That's the thing. Yeah.
1: Like, and like, even if you could get that system going for five years, someone would take over that would be like, Yeah, yeah they would say, oh, I see an opportunity here.
0: Let's we can make 15
1: fields harder. and grow them all at once and flood. Yeah, and they will the whole damn thing.
0: Yeah, and These are supposed it's to be people that went to works. business school. Like, right? <laughs> you would think so. <laughs> but know. it's all short term thinking, is the problem. Yeah, even even in this, that's the thing that blows my mind, even in this long term creative thinking that they're doing, they're still it still feels like they're running it like a short term business. It to. is, I mean, it, yeah. Where the it, it, it,
1: it's it's post in like I yeah post in game. It it they've lost the plot. It does feel like, and it, there's tons of like it, there's tons of print being written about that very fact. Like the the there has been a wash. Everything I feel like ever since Joanna Robinson's MCU book came out, it's been open season on what the fuck is wrong with the Mar-? like, Star Wars has been on fire for a while. DC has never gotten their plane to take off. Marvel has been the one good thing. And now it's like, you're
0: shitting the money bed. What's going on? And we're going to get a lot of exceptions. I mean, I've enjoyed, you know, the Spider-Man movies. I really enjoyed Loki, enjoyed Ant-Man 3, except for (laughs) Mohawk. Fuck him. Uh, Even as Fox was running the x men to the ground, they were
1: still capable of doing Logan and Deadpool, which are some of the best entries in there. But like, you know. Yeah, but they also it's, did apocalypse. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, they did. Yeah, they they somehow made Oscar Isaac look uncool. Yeah, and
0: Phoenix, That's they made Phoenix uncool. I, yeah. Oh man,
1: yeah, they this woof the dark. Oof, Jesus, what, we got we got raw. They'll, they'll be able to run that back. It's been twenty years. No one no one remembers Famica Jansen drowning in a Canadian lake, or we're good to go. We're gonna we're gonna well, do wasn't Dark it Phoenix, Sansa? right?
0: At this point isn't didn't they do a movie with her? Oh, it was right. really then we got a different we yeah. got
1: Yeah, they t- they did t- t- two bites of that apple, didn't they? Yeah, they really did. Third bite, third bites of charm. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's the one where you eat the worm. Uh <laughs>
0: like the tequila so- bottle.
1: Here's a choose your own multiverse adventure. Send us a lot of high quality feedback and we might do a Loki add-on edition. Uh, but I'm betting we won't. I'm betting we're gonna we're gonna chill here until the next big Marvel Project Timps us, which mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. Um I was really looking forward to Loki. Uh I I'm still super interested in, in in like the 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 Spider-Man of everything and the Miles Morales stuff, but man, I just don't know about the next Disney Plus. Thing that comes out.
0: Uh, yeah, stay, tuned the shows. stay tuned to Pulp.
1: Stay tuned to Bald Move Pulp if you want to see what we do next with the comic book move. And again, like we're on social media everywhere at Bald Move, TikTok at baldest Move, and uh, yeah, if you want, if you want even more Bald Move with uh, ad free feeds, check out support.boldmove.com Otherwise, thank you. I've actually had a pleasure. This has been a really fun show to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't quite connect with me at the end, but it's still the best thing Mark Disney Plus has ever done by a huge margin in my, in my estimation. So we really appreciate you guys following along with us. Uh, Hope that we can catch you again over the holidays and in the new year. Um, But if not, we'll see you whenever we see you until that time. I'm Aaron
0: and I'm Jim. See ya.